All right, here we go. Another podcast, Chief Yuya, Calculations, Insights, and the Lifestyle of a Royal Man. And uh, welcome, as always, to all of you first-time listener, listeners and to all of you traditional and historical listeners. Welcome back. Uh, in this session, we're going to be dealing with the idea of staging. And what I mean by staging, I'm not speaking about, you know, uh, creating a, a scheme or creating a strategy, although it could be considered that, but really looking at at your existence through this world and, and on this, this road of life as you playing a part on a stage. It's, you know, there's a term and there's an idea that we hear sometimes, and it's that the world is a stage and everybody plays a role. You know, but and and this is true. The world is is one gigantic stage, and we're all playing a certain character and a certain role. You know, on that stage. But you know, on top of that, you know, the world is also a place where you can choose the stage that you want to be on, and you can decide if you're going to be a player or if you're going to be an audience member. And in and some senses that may make it a little bit more simple for others. Uh, either you're going to be a producer or you're going to be a consumer. You know, are you going to consume and eat up with those who are on the stage or giving out to you? Or are you going to jump on the stage or jump behind the curtain and start to craft a reality for others to enjoy and to tune into? So the idea that the world is a stage and we all play a part is what we're going to be dealing with today and, and how the part that you choose to play can either bring great success to your life and to your journey and great balancing, or it can completely take you under, or, you know, sometimes even how you can recruit others into your act, into your movie, into your play, and they can be the downfall of your entire journey through this, this incarnation. All right. So, Certainly hold on and it's going to be fun <laughs> as always. And, uh, you know, I, I trust that you'll be able to get something that will shed some light on, uh, maybe something that you're going through in life or something that you've been feeling or, or experiencing. Right. So I got the idea for this segment because, um, I was thinking about, uh, a song, you know, sometimes you get a song in your head, you get a tune and it just keeps kind of reverberating and you find yourself either singing it over and over or humming it over and over, you know, and then maybe you might even, you know, come face to face with it. Maybe, you know, you turn on your radio or something and it's playing or you see, you know, um, I don't know, a file or a CD or you see it in your streaming app or whatever. But uh, there's a there's a song that I've always loved. I've loved always loved the music, the harmony of it and the, the lyricism of it. Uh, and it's, you know, it's a very simple song, but, um, there's an idea that's presented that, um, really kind of made me, you know, when I first heard the song kind of, you know, put me in a certain space. And I, and I like, you know, when art is able to do that, when it's able to get you into a, into a certain mental space where you can, uh, impose it on your own life. And maybe it's the life that you have to come or something experiences that you've already had. Right. And that's what really staging is supposed to do. You know, we all play a particular character and those characters serve as examples sometimes of righteousness for others to follow, or they may serve as examples of what happens once you fall off the path of righteousness. But either way, we're all living examples of one another. We're all, if, if you're listening to me right now and you're here riding with me right now, then we're in the same production together. 
You see, so we choose the productions we want to be a part of. And even when we get when we audition for the role and we receive the role, we make a decision if that's what we if we want to be, if what we want to do or not. That's what life is. You know, you're choosing. Is this the character I want to have? So, you know, um, your auditioning for the role was when you were, you know, you were that sperm cell and you were swimming for that egg, swimming to fertilize that egg. And, you know, you made it. You went out, you know, you beat it. And, and then you came into the world. You came into existence. You were birthed you know, and manifested on this plane. And then you make a decision. Okay. If what I came into this part, I came into is this cool. Maybe I'm an understudy. Maybe they got me playing, you know, uh, gangster number three, or they got me playing, you know, woman in blue, uh, walking by with flowers or whatever it is. But maybe I want to try to vibe for a different kind of part. Maybe I want to go to a different type of production and, and do something different and expand and diversify the original character that I came into. And we call that character development when we start picking different consciousness. But what I want to do, before I even get into that, I want us to take a listen to this this song. We're going to listen to the song. You know, sometimes I like to do that when I do these segments. And then we're going to come back and we're going to build on this idea even more. All right, here we go.
cool. So, you know, willfully that that piece kind of puts you in the right mindset and uh, in the, might, the right mind frame for what it is that we're building on in this session. And of course, uh, like I said, you know, the idea, the concept that the whole world is a stage and everybody plays a part. And, you know, that particular song by the Fantastic Four, you know, not not the um, not the cartoon, not the comic characters, it's just Fantastic Four, but there actually was a singing group uh, by the name of the Fantastic Four. And, um, you know, that particular song by the Fantastic Four, like I said, very, very simplistic in terms of what's being said, but you know, very powerful in terms of the idea, because there's a line in there where he speaks about, you know, one day you went out without your makeup on and I saw the real you. So, you know, he's saying every, you know, the whole world's a stage and, you know, everybody kind of plays, plays their part, you know, and as a result, you know, I, I fell in love with you. You know, I, I, I fell in love with, with what it is that you presented to me. You know, he, he starts to say, you know, uh, the stage is set, the curtain goes up and, um, you know, he starts off to someone saying the scene is a broken heart. You know what I mean? So he's kind of he's kind of setting the tone for things that happen. But one of the things he said is that, you know, you let you 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 read your lines perfectly. And he was like, it was just like the, the words. came. <laughs> he said, you read them so perfectly. It's like the words came straight from your heart. And he said, I believed you, you know, and, and he said, but the world's the stage and everybody plays their part. And then that's when he says, you know, but then you forgot your makeup. And at last I saw the real you and I saw your heart was, you know, it was just a costume and your eyes revealed that, you know, we were through. It was done, you know. So the the idea there um, about sometimes the mask and things that not only that people put on that, but that we what we put on. And what we what we accept in terms of sometimes, you know, we're accept people who will play a role because we're so excited and we're so desirous of having a certain production without being aware if we have qualified and bona fide talent around us. You know, and sometimes people do that even in terms of trying to create families. They want families and they want communities or, you know, they want certain ideas. It could even be a business idea. They want it to work so badly that they'll pull right from their pool of people who are around them and say, okay, well, you know what? Um, you're going to be this and you're going to be that. And you're going to serve this purpose and you're going to serve that purpose just because they, they, they want so bad for this production to be real, for this idea to be real, you know, uh, for what it is that they want to complete and what they want to be victorious in doing. And sometimes what they're attempting is noble. You know, so because it's a noble thing, they begin to defend what it is that they believe, you see, and they'll, they'll defend certain ideas, even in the person because of what they believe, you see. And, you know, so it's like a play within a play, you know, it's like a movie within a movie or a dream within a dream when a person decides that they want to successfully, successfully go from point A to point B and they need you know, certain individuals around them in order to, you know, fight the good fight, if you will, or to make certain things happen and without really qualifying the stage is, does the stage has have the integrity to support what it is that I'm doing? You know, do the people who are around me have not only the same vision, 
You know, have I have I really sought for clarity here, you know, to make sure that the people that I'm pulling into this actually want to be into it? And then also, have I made sure from a from a righteous perspective, if everyone has the integrity to stay steadfast in what it is that we're saying we're here to do? And, you know, the, the idea of steadfast just means you know, it's it's like it's like a nautical term, but, you know, it just means to be in a certain direction and to stay stay firm and resolute, you know, um, and unwavering in that particular direction. All right. So that's all all steadfast is. So when you're holding something steadfast, you have a fixed direction and you're not moving from it. You're not veering from it. You're not deviating from it. You see. And a lot of times people don't have that inside of them. And because we're so, we're so you know desirous of something and and of course desire brings suffering you know that's desire is the root of suffering in fact just like you know uh if you want to gain patience you know patience suffering is the root of patience <laughs> you know so there's always there's always a, ro- a rose and then of course there's always an attached thorn but um having that desire of course is what brings that greatest suffering you know, and sometimes through the desire, our judgment can become clouded and corrupted and even perverse to a degree where we can't see what stage we're actually on. You might be on the stage of clowns and you're over here trying to perform a serious dramatic piece and you're on the comedic stage and the people who are around you are only capable of comedy. That's the only purpose they really have come to serve in your life or maybe you know, they have auditioned, you know, or were born into the parts of the of the drama, but they didn't stay fast to the divine purpose or to their core purpose. They didn't enhance their core purpose. They didn't try to study what the rules are and the regulations are of their own character. So that way they could push those boundaries and learn more about themselves and be more of themselves and be better. You might not be around people like that who are progressive. You may have chosen to place yourself in the company of clowns. Or low vibrational people Or just individuals who are, who are more interested In a different sort of production Than you are You see And in that You know Sometimes we become corrupt In our own endeavors Because then now we spend more time Trying to sustain our circle Or trying to bring our circle Up to a certain space You know it's like being an actor on a stage And you're, you're an actor or an actress but you're also the gaffer. <laughs> you're also one of the grips, you know, so you're, you're, you're building the stage, you're maintaining the stage, you know, when lights are going out or some of the equipment is going out, you're repairing it and you're producing and you're directing, you know, the whole production while at the same time trying to perform in it. And usually you end up being part of the audience in that sense, too. You know, because you're going to have those experiences looking outside because you're so desirous of a certain production of a certain experience in your life and a certain reality that is really you're just in love with the idea that you, that you just want to see it happen. You want to, you know, and that desire to see it happen is really the desire to be the audience, really to sit in the audience of your own life and see yourself do certain things, you see. But you can't act in something and at the same time, be the maintenance crew for the entire production as well. You, you know, you, you can't do both, you know, but that's what happens when you put yourself within a circle of individuals, 
within a circle of people who are not the right actors, who are not the right constituents for what it is that you're seeking to achieve in life. Or if you if you fall for the delusion that there's only one stage. You see, like here in, in New York area, we have Broadway and we have off Broadway, you know, so you can do some great things off Broadway. I've, I've seen some amazing plays that were not on Broadway. You know, I've seen some great plays that were done in high schools, you know, by by young people, by high school students who really, you know, um, put a supreme effort to put on a great production. You know, uh, I've gone into Central Park and did the whole Shakespeare in the park. You know, I I pretty much do that every year. And there's different places you can go to go watch Shakespeare in the park. But I love Shakespeare in the park. You know, it's not Broadway, though. You know, it's not like George Vincent's, you know, uh, Broadway. You didn't make it to Broadway, you know. But does that mean that that's the only stage? Does that mean that's the only arena? It's very similar to um, I know what I was often told as a young person, uh, as a young melanoid. Uh, man that if I wanted to make it in this world which was the white man's world that I would have to work twice as hard or three times as hard in order to make it and that was you know that was supposed to be a word of warning and a word of encouragement you know and and obviously preparation you know be prepared to work twice as hard you know because there's so many things that are stacked against you and me I've, I've never been interested in being in anyone's um hmm Let's just say concubine. <laughs> I've never been interested in being anyone's concubine. So, you know, that that didn't work for me. So I said, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that uh, in order for me to achieve success in this world, that I have to now go petition another man who might not even be better than me? You know, he may not be smarter than me. He may not be wiser than me. He may not be stronger than me. You know, he may not. Uh, be as ferocious as I am or creative as I am or spiritual as I am, you know, his, his, he might not have, you know, genitals that are as beautifully sculpted as my, as mine are, you know, he may not have anything on me, but I have to go and run on his treadmill and run twice as fast as he and his offspring. So at a very young age, I said, nah, I'm, why would I do that? That's stupid. You know, I say, if you want to play in the right man's arena, well, I'll just play in a different arena. Who says that that's the only arena to play in? Who says that that's the only place that you can achieve great success and great wealth in life? So it's no different when you think about not only the stage that you place yourself onto or are born into, but also even a circle of people that you put around you. You know, sometimes that very circle can be your downfall. You know, a great example, if you look at what happened uh, in the 1930s in Nazi Germany, when uh, Adolf Hitler was coming into power, you know, one of the things that he did, you know, in order to to strengthen the hole that he had over the German people was that, uh, well, for one, he began to eradicate most of the uh, programs that existed for young people. You know, so like for, one of the things that he got rid of first was the Boy Scouts. Right. So he got rid of the Boy Scouts and a lot of other different organizations that, you know, kind of um, elicited allegiance to anything but what it was that he was creating, you know, and he created a, a youth movement that was huge, you know, at at the height of his of his youth movement. There were like two, three million 
young people inside of his youth movement. And then eventually what happened was the boys uh, were recruited, you know, for the army. So, you know, as early as like 17, 16, 17 years old. They would the ones that went because every all of them were in the movement, wanted to be in the movement. They would be recruited and sent away to go fight on the lines. And typically, they were they were like a part of Suicide Squad. They they would send all the young sixteen, seventeen year old German soldiers on suicide missions. But nonetheless, uh, one of the things that was established early on was that sense of loyalty to Adolf Hitler. You know, there was this sense of I, I live, die, and breathe. Adolf Hitler, the Fuhrer. So in that sense, you know, there were young people who, if their parents had a different feeling about something or maybe showed a certain level of, of um, disallegiance to Adolf Hitler, the children would turn them in. You know, the children, the children became like foot soldiers inside of their own homes and, re- and removed themselves from the authority of their parents. You see, and any other organization that existed that could have uh, maybe disrupted that line of authority that, you know, um, Adolf Hitler wanted, you know, amongst those those young uh, recruits or, or those young volunteers, you know, in, anything that may have interrupted that, you know, he he did away with, you know, he did away with with very quickly, you know, um, and this is a system that worked for him, you know, for, for a very long time. And he also, you know, recruited young girls and, and they also had a job to serve as well. But the point I'm saying is that, you know, these 16, 15, 16, 17 um, year, old, year old young people. And then you also had the, the younger uh, division where the children were like between like eight and 14, you know, Um but like I said, at the height, it was like, actually, there was more than three million. I'm thinking when they, but at the height, it was almost 10 million, almost 10 million um, of what they call the Hitler youth, you know. But my point that I'm saying is that if the parents were not completely allegiant to what was happening, you know, uh, in terms of this, this movement, they were now sleeping with the enemy. You see, so the parents may have had one idea on this on in their mind in terms of the stage that they were setting for their children and and what it is that they were seeking to establish amongst their family and their family imperative, you know, and things like that. But they had people in their circle, their very children. They had actors who were who were on the stage who were seeking to sabotage (laughs) the, the production. You see, so the value of your circle can can either bring you great success in the sense that it can it can allow you to resolutely fight with dedication towards what it is that you're seeking to achieve in life even beyond what you may imagine because when you have different people who are on your team or in your production and everyone's thinking with the same enthusiasm about achieving same or similar goal then people start to bring in their own creative energy and 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 enhance and embellish you know like we say you know ad lib you know in, in film but ad lib upon what is being given there, you know, but they're able to anticipate what needs to happen. You see, but when you don't have that, then you have a situation that, you know, really undermines what you're doing. And, and, you know, everyone around you is susceptible to that. Again, if you want to use the example of, um, you know, what Germany had created and and what he called it, the, the people's army, um, People from 16 to 60, that was the age range, were drafted into the army. So imagine that. 
You know, so sometimes we look at grandma or grandpa like they're harmless, <laughs> you know, but uh, they can serve a, a great um, impacting, you know, uh, presence. They can have a, a great impacting presence on what it is that we want to do, or they can turn into would be saboteurs and uh, quickly undermine what it is that we're trying to advance in our world and in our life. All right, I'm going to take a break real quick. You know, so we can do some housekeeping. I haven't done that past couple podcasts. Then I'll come back on this subject. All right. For readings, I'm going to let you guys know. AskOsiris.com. You want a spiritual reading. A-S-K-O-S-I-R-I-S. That goes for readings and spiritual work. Of course, people are going to still try as they've been doing. Going into my inbox and social media running their problem down to me and saying what ritual should I do and you're noticing you're not getting replies as I warned recently I'm not replying to those anymore I was nice before but it's not nice to try to to, to do that so housekeeping askosiris.com that begins everything whatever you want initiations readings whatever you have to get a consultation first I'm not going to consult with you over Instagram we're not doing that. I'm not one of those. <laughs> All right. And for, for monthly coaching, ongoing coaching, OsirisLife.com. To go to get my books, the best thing to do is just you can go to Amazon. Go to Amazon and put in my name and you'll see a list of books that will come up. People have been asking me, how can I get your books? The same way you get every book on the planet. Go to Amazon. They've taken over. <laughs> it's, it's over now, folks. They've taken over. Amazon is the plug. All right. So if you want any books, you got to go to Amazon. Uh, people have been asking about classes. How can I start your class? Saduluhouse.com. S-A-D-U-L-U-H-O-U-S-E.com. All right. Red Wrap is still under works. And thank you all who've been sending in donations. We have been counting all of them and, and they have been helping us immensely. So please definitely keep sending them in. You know, uh, we, we, Put up some uh, little video clips and stuff, you know, so make sure you're following also the Red Wrap on social media, uh, IG in particular. Uh, but we also have a Red Wrap Facebook account. But definitely make sure you're following them because that's where we put up the videos and the interviews we've been doing, the information about them and, and any changes and stuff like that. So please follow that movement through social media. And, uh, you know, we got some newsletters coming out as well with some information in them, you know, uh, but definitely please, we still need people, you know, it's an ongoing thing. So people who want to contribute their time can contribute monetarily, you know, or contribute products, which is the best, you know, and I know, you know, some people don't feel so great about going and buying those. I know some of the men. So if you want to contribute monetarily, that's fine too. But, um, definitely go to anulifeglobal.org forward slash red rap for you women who want to be a part of the ministry make sure you go to anulifeglobal.org forward slash a-n-u-w-o-m-b we are collating and going through all of the uh, applications now some have put in the applications okay now what next slow up slow up okay they're being reviewed okay um have patience okay have some patience you're going to get a lot more that way and just understanding understand that it's a process it's not that you just click yeah i'm in and you're in okay <laughs> so you know we're going through them now because we're making sure that the women's ministry is a very beautiful and peaceful experience for everyone involved 
you know, going forward, we're, we're definitely doing some serious reengineering in the, in the, in the women's ministry. Another piece, um, we're looking at putting together, um, some art projects as well, man. So I know there's a lot of people who are heavy into music and, uh, who are involved in our new, all of you singers, especially you singers, you musicians, you rappers, you producers, you know, but especially you singers and producers, uh, you know, if you would like to contribute to the work that we're doing and you want more information on that, uh, please reach out at organizer at anulifeglobal.org organizer at anulifeglobal.org and they'll, they'll forward you know, to the, to the right place where it needs to go. Also, there is a, uh, weapons firearm class that, um, you know, sister I know is doing down in Atlanta. Uh, it's, but it's, it's called uh, guided hands. Well, she, she, that's the name of her organization, but it's called actually trigger happy firearm and it's a firearm instructional course. And, um, just basically handguns, basic, you know, handguns 101. And it's going to be on the 13th of October, which is Saturday b- between two and four thirty PM. And it's at a one Oh nine North 85 park parkway, excuse me, Fayetteville, Georgia. And it's, um, second location range range, you know, where it's at the guns and safe location. All right. The, the, um, entrance fee fee for the class is $80. All right. And uh, that includes, just, you know, your range time, your ammo, your target, your gear, your protective gear and the firearm rental. All right. So um, if you're interested in that, you can check out um, Aisha Basura, you know, on uh, Instagram. I put a post up of it on my storyline so you can check it out. But um, she's the one, you know, uh, she also has an organization by the name of Ma'at Pyramid Builders. But uh, Aisha is the one who's putting on her and uh, another sister who are actually doing the class, you know, uh, Marcel, which is, if you look at the flyer, she's, the, she's the one actually <laughs> on the flyer. But, uh, again, Basu Aisha Ra, you know, that's, that's her IG. All right. Okay. So we've been talking about stages and, and what we stage for ourselves and, and, you know, most importantly, who it is that we, you know, the people sometimes that we surround ourselves with, you know, sometimes in, you know, just in fun. And, and we say, oh, this, I'm just cool with this person. I've always been cool with this person, that person. And sometimes we don't realize, you know, that we're playing out a part. We're playing out a role. And and uh, often that the individuals that we put ourselves around may have been corrupted. It may have, they may have lost their sense of uprightness or their sense of steadfastness from the very beginning. Or sometimes you're sold out for some trinkets and don't even know that there's people who are involved in your production that have actually really been sent there. Uh, to to sell you out it's very similar to um the one through thirty six you know um when you deal with with your lessons you know the c one one through thirty six in a nation and um you know we're we're told that um there's over a little bit over seventeen million you know uh muslims in in the wilderness of north america and um you know the, the question goes forth do you mean to tell me that some of the seventeen million don't know that they're Muslims and the answer is yes sir and you know the response is I can't I can hardly believe that unless they are deaf dumb and blind and the answer is they were made deaf dumb and blind when they were babies and can a devil fool a Muslim no not nowadays so do you mean to tell me that the devil fooled them 379 years ago yes a trader made an into the orientation saying that they would receive more gold for their labor labor more than they were receiving in their own con- uh, country right so if you're familiar with the one through 36 of course you can 
you know, you know what I'm talking about. But the idea there again is that sometimes people are something righteous and don't even know it because they've been made into something very different from since they were babies. You see, so, you know, the, the word the Muslim just means one who follows the will of Allah, you know, so one who follows the divine path or the path of, of peace and the path of righteousness naturally. But they can be made. That person can be made deaf, dumb and blind from when they're babies, you know, because, again, they're brought into a certain stage and their character can be distorted can be covered up because sometimes they may sell themselves out for luxury or for comfort or someone might sell them out for more gold, which, of course, is never, ever delivered. All right. So that has been our segment. Thank you for following along and willfully you got something that you can do something with. All right. This is Chief Yuya. You can always follow me on you know, social media at Chief Yuya. All whores go to heaven is the documentary that's coming forth soon. If you're in a life or know anyone who's in a life who wants to be featured, definitely reach out to us on our IG, I Black Eye Films, or reach out to me at Chief Yuya. Until such time, it's been wonderful. It's been fun. Peace. <laughs>